COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease include fever, cough, and sharpness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you're experiencing these symptoms and have come in contact with or in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you are currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit us up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. You can also find me on Twitter at ICSativaPod. You can find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Republic, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play Music Store, and more. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon supporter of the podcast and support us. Supporting us helps us to keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www dot patreon.com slash IC Sativa podcast. You can support this podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you're feeling extra generous. A special thanks to our current patrons and supporters. Shout out to friends of the show Reefer Revolution for supporting the podcast. Shout out to our new Patreon and friend of the show Gracie Gatto. Shout out also to Joy One Love 420, also a friend of the show and founder of Keystone State Reviews. Becoming a Patreon or financially supporting us through Anchor, Patreon, PayPal gets you perks like early episodes, exclusives, and, and shout outs at the beginning of every episode. We also have been recently syndicated by friend of the show, Russ Belfill, and will now be featured weekly on Radical Russ Radio right before his show from Monday, 7 a.m., Tuesday, 9 a.m., Wednesday, 11 a.m., Thursday, 1 p.m., and Friday, 3 p.m., all mountain times. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. Howdy, folks. Dan Scotland here, joining you from Leo Grass, Massachusetts, heartland of America. You can find me anywhere you find podcasts such as iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and other platforms like it. You can find me on Instagram at underscore I am Cannabis Sativa, on Twitter at IC Sativa Pod. And let's get to it. Um, but yeah, let's read about this. Um, and then we're going we're gonna to go into what I, I think is going to happen. Um, I will say this. I don't believe that any of what the Democrats are proposing in terms of legalizing, although would be better, and although their solutions would work quite a bit more towards our goals as the grassroots, I don't believe that any of their bills have any any chance of passing or any chance of getting any Republican votes. 
but something like the state's reform bill will. And the fact that you have like Americans for prosperity and a lot of right wingers and right wing think tanks. And again, I'm, I'm of the mind you need all parties supporting this. You need a all hands on deck approach. But the fact that you have all these powerful right wing think tanks are like they're getting all gussied up over this proves that it's that this bill is not going to work towards the grassroots advantage at all. Like we're going to we're going to be bought out if some like this passes and drug warrior victims are not going to get much, if anything at all, too. But I think this is the only thing that will pass. And I think this is the only thing that could could get some Republican votes in the Senate. So let's read this FAQ from reason.org. Frequently asked questions about the state's reform act, a proposed marijuana bill. Rep. Nancy Mace, Republican of South Carolina, unveiled the state's reform act, a proposal to remove marijuana from the auspices of the Federal Controlled Substances Act. And when you have a, a, a right wing Supreme Court and you have a pretty more and more increasingly divided country, something like Mace's bill is probably the only thing that will pass in the next five to 10 years. I hope to be wrong on this stuff, but I don't think I am at the this fundamental change in U.S. drug policy would effectively re remove most federal restrictions against marijuana and state licenses marijuana businesses. Rep. Mace's bill goes on to set up a process where marijuana would be regulated at the federal level, like alcohol, and would allow for interstate marijuana market among states that choose to participate. The State's Reform Act has garnered attention as the first prominent bill sponsored by a House Republican to end federal prohibition of marijuana, which could help give the proposal some political advantage in its efforts to secure bipartisan support. Congressional Democrats have previously introduced various marijuana legislation proposals, including the Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement More Act and the currently in the currently the have the draft language for the cannabis administration opportunity act neither of those are going to pass people neither neither of those are going to pass neither of those are going to get republican votes in the, in the senate which you need you know even with those conservative votes you you're you're probably still not going to break the 60 vote filibuster so you're going to need something bare bones like this, like the state's reform act, more act won't pass in, in Seattle or whatever we're calling it. That's not going to pass either. Let's keep it a buck in this political environment. At this time, however, many observers believe neither of the proposals being led by congressional Democrats will be able to secure the necessary Republican votes for patches in the Senate. Yes, this is why we're doing this episode. Any marijuana legalization proposal would need to secure the support of at least 10 Senate rep exactly. <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not peddling states reform yet because I like it. I'm peddling it because it's your only realistic uh chance of reform right now. It it is. It's the only it's the only path to victory right now in in, the, in this divided country. It's your only path to victory. But let's give it a buck. It is a it is a anti-grassroots bill. It's not going to help our purpose is not going to help the average dream, the average Joe much, but it, it, it will provide some relief in this drug war. Any marijuana legalization proposal would need to secure the support of at least 10 Senate Republicans in order to overcome a potential filibuster. Yes, the state's reform act proposed by Rep. Mace already carries at least six Republican co-sponsors with more support expected. Thus, it is possible Mace's Republican-backed state's reform act may be able to break some of the political gridlock and attract a broad bipartisan coalition to implement this needed policy. 
Below are the frequently asked questions about marijuana legalization and Rep. Mace's proposed bill. Will the State's Reform Act make marijuana legal nationwide? The State's Reform Act would remove marijuana and all compounds from the Federal Controlled Substances Act entirely, but marijuana would still re remain prohibited under many state versions of the Controlled Substance Act. Today, 20 states have removed marijuana from these laws for adult use, and additional 18 allow marijuana to be dispensed to qualified medical patients with a doctor's recommendation. In states that do not allow commercial marijuana activity or possession for certain individuals, those restrictions would remain in place unless and until those states make their own statutory changes. This means marijuana remain highly pro prohibited in states without adult use marijuana programs. Even if a resident purchases a marijuana product in a state where it is legal to do so, that resident would be prohibited from bringing that marijuana product, product into a state that retains a legal prohibition against marijuana. Would major corporations affecting the legal marijuana industry be changed by the state's reform act? Marijuana's current classification as a Schedule One substance under the federal law automatically triggers a state, triggers a wide range of limitations, even for state legal marijuana industry. Federal anti-money laundering suits and regulations require financial institutions to perform additional scrutiny over entries and transactions that they believe to they have reason to believe could involve the trafficking or distribution of any Schedule One substance. This reporting is time-consuming and costly to perform, and any financial institution that offers financial services to a marijuana business could face aiding and abetting charges. As a result, many financial institutions have chosen not to offer accounts to businesses they believe are involved in the marijuana industry, even if they are a fully licensed and compliant under state law. Federal regulation of financial institutions has also prevented new institutions from receiving deposit insurance and Federal Reserve accounts when those institutions aim to serve the marijuana industry. Similarly, all businesses that traffic in a Schedule 1 or Schedule 2 substance are precluded from claiming a deduction in their business expenses under the ordinary and necessary standard generally applicable to entities filing income taxes. Instead, Internal Revenue Code Section 280E allows those entities to deduct only the cost of goods sold from their gross income product while calculating federal income tax liabilities. The result is that state legal marijuana businesses are penalized on their federal income tax and must pay a tax on their modified gross receipts basis. Even mar marijuana businesses that operate at a loss may face substantial income tax liabilities. Removing marijuana from the Controlled Substance Act entirely, as the state's Reform Act would do, automatically solves those issues and allows state legal marijuana companies to access financial services and calculate the federal income taxes just as similar, similarly situated businesses and other legal industries. How would marijuana be regulated under state's Reform Act? The Alcohol and Tobacco and Trade Bureau, TTB, a division of the Treasury Department, is designed as the primary regulatory body for marijuana by the State's Reform Act. The TTB would be responsible for tracking all marijuana inventory through a seed-to-sale tracking platform, similar to what is currently used by state regulatory systems, administering adult-use marijuana programs. Typically, these reforms use radio frequency identification tags at affixed to every plant or package containing a marijuana product and record transfer 
record all transfers of inventory at either the wholesale or retail level and match donations between buyers and sellers. These platforms are currently monitored by state regulators and allow them to run forensic data or analytic programs to inspect deviations in declared yields or conversions that regulators can spot potentially illegal diversions of regulated, regulated inventory by any license. The TTB would track inventory in a fashion similar to existing state regulators and coordinate the transfer of any inventory between state regulatory systems in the event that these products are wholesale between licensed marijuana businesses located in different states with marijuana programs in place. As a partner to the TTB, Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives would be renamed the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Cannabis, Firearms, Explosives and would investigate and potentially prosecute illicit trafficking of marijuana. Again, I think that's too much of a big government and nanny state illusion. I think that, that puts a little too much government in our lives. And um, the ATF is not this clandestine organization. So... Again, I mean, based off that and based off what we've been reading before, I, I don't think this is, this is a, a full bill that's really going to help the average Jane, average Joe. But again, it's probably the only horse that's going to that's gonna make it across the finish. In sharp contrast to other proposals for federal legalization, the, the state's reform act would specifically preclude extensive reg, regulation of most marijuana products by the Food and Drug administration section 201 stipulates that the fda will have no more authority to regulate marijuana products than it does for alcohol unless a product is marketed as a medical product these provisions will allow state regulatory systems to continue to address safety concerns product methods and facility inspections and final product testing for potential impurities section 202 and 303 or section 202 or 203 and 203 designate the federal department of agriculture as the appropriate regulator for the raw cannabis plant as it's growing state licensing and regulations will continue in place for cannabis cultivation facilities although state programs would additionally need to submit the details of their regulatory plan to the federal department of agriculture for approval as is currently done with state hemp programs Finally, Section 206 of the State's Reform Act creates a regulatory safe harbor for existing marijuana products so that state licensed businesses can continue selling these products before federal rulemaking is completed without fear of federal prosecution. This is important protection even applies this important protection even applies to state licensed entities that engage in interstate commerce of regulated marijuana products, implying that states will be able to begin establishing interstate markets upon passage of the State's Reform Act. Could a consumer in one state order marijuana products from another state? The State's Reform Act creates a pathway for consumers in states with adult-use marijuana programs to purchase or order products they would like from other states with adult-use marijuana programs. Upon receipt of a federal license from TTB, marijuana companies will gain the ability to exchange or engage in interstate commerce. Many specifics of how interstate commerce will operate are left to the rulemaking process, but it should be generally anticipated that consumers will gain access to marijuana products created in other states. What would the tax rate be under the State's Reform Act? Section 5901 establishes a new federal excise, a new federal excise tax on products at a rate of 3% of the product's value. That would be assessed at the point of wholesale transfer between a producer and another producer, distributor, or direct customer. The excise tax must be based on fair value of underlying products in an arm's length transaction. 
which the Treasury Secretary will gain the ability to determine through rule. Effectively, this, this may mean the Treasury Department will determine a prevailing market price per unit of weight for various products based on periodic surveys. Several states, including Colorado and Nevada, follow a similar approach for the administration of marijuana excise taxes. How difficult would it be to get a federal license to produce marijuana on the state's reform act? How much we have? Section 302 clarifies that TTB shall issue a federal license to operate a marijuana business to any applicant that is not specifically excluded by a narrow range of a criteria. This criteria includes the likelihood that the applicant will never commence operations based on a lack of business experience, federal standing or trade connections, any proposal to operate in a state where marijuana is not legal, a fraudulent misrepresentation of information within an application, or applicant has been convicted of a felony offense related to marijuana within three years prior to the application or misdemeanor offense within one year of application unless the underlying action was lawful under state law. This shall issue standard makes approval of the agency's default decision of licensing applications unless the agency can prove one of the disqualifying criteria is relevant to a particular case. Section 302 further clarifies that all existing state licensed marijuana businesses in good standing shall be issued a federal license through the TTP upon application. The grandfathering provision will ensure continue continuity of the operations and growth opportunities for existing state licensed marijuana businesses. Something that was malpractice in reason.com asking is asking because you have you have like purple and red states that that sell alcohol through 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 state organizations like like New Hampshire for example and I believe North Carolina and Virginia do like wh why didn't they ask about whether a state run model could 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 happen under the state's reform act or whether there would be carve outs for it? I think it was malpractice for them to not do this I digress State, Section 302 further clarifies that all existing licensed marijuana businesses in good standing shall be issued a federal license through the TTP upon application. This grandfathering provision will ensure cont continuity of operations and growth opportunities for existing state licensed marijuana businesses. The Secretary of Treasury will be able to charge licensing fees sufficient to cover the cost of the department's regulation through the TTP. These amounts will be determined by rule, but are restricted within the first three years of the agency to no more than $10,000. In addition, the department must waive licensing fees for any applicant that meets the small business administration's definitions for a small business or a socially and economically disadvantaged business. Does the state's reform act do anything specific to protect veterans access to marijuana? That's a good question. The state's reform act contains several provisions of particular concern to veterans of the armed forces. Section 601 precludes any federal agency from denying employment to a veteran based off the reason that the veteran consumes or has consumed marijuana. Section 602 expressly allows doctors within the Department of Veterans Affairs to recommend marijuana products to patients who may benefit from the use of those products. Okay. If marijuana is legalized federally, what would happen to the people who have been convicted of federal marijuana crimes in the past? Yeah, and this not I don't think it's going to do much on a state level like, like I was concerned about. And let's, let's read through and I think I'll be correct on this. Okay. Section 101 requires all federal districts to expunge the records of practically all nonviolent federal marijuana arrests or convictions within one year of passage. Okay, that's good. And that's good that the federal records are going to be expunged, but your state ones, 
which a lot of people have that's that's not gonna that's not gonna be helped by passing this this would be accomplished by this would be accomplished without the need for individuals to retain legal counsel or submit an application to remove the record of their specific offended offenses instead all qualifying records would be automatically expunged the bill provides for a limited range of exceptions such as for individuals who are associated with foreign drug cartels or who were convicted of driving under the influence of marijuana on federal property. How would the state's reform act empower previous victims of the war on drugs? Various provisions of the state's reform act would combine to create pathways for restorative justice of victims of the war on drugs. First, all nonviolent criminal records would be expunged for those individuals removing significant barriers, again, on a federal level, not, not if you have a state charge removing significant barriers for these individuals to engage in healthy and productive behaviors like attending college, applying for a home, business loan, securing lucrative employment. Further, these individuals would gain the ability to pursue a license to operate federally licensed legal marijuana businesses to make productive use of their knowledge of the marijuana market. Finally, many of these individuals may not or excuse me, many of these individuals may be able to qualify for assistance in launching a new marijuana business through a small business administration loan and through a waiver of license fee. All right, well, we'll see. Um, so let's let's have it just be you and me, right? Um, this this is the horse that's gonna go, be able to f go across the finish line and get prize money. This this is the only thing I think will pass at this juncture in this political environment, this upcoming red wave. Dems could slap provisions onto this that incentivizes states to expunge their records on a state level too. But I would imagine a red wave Congress would strip those things out quick. Um, but I think so, passing something like this on a federal level and us, the grassroots on a state level, continuing to stay on top of the mantle on, on a state and municipal level, I think that's probably the best we can hope for in the next um Left to me, I'd rather pass something like the Moore Act or something like the more comprehensive, the more social justice oriented bills that are actually going to make drug war victims whole and they're actually going to make it the small business people that want to make cannabis have, have an entry point. Small farmers have a chance. I don't believe that this bill is going to do that at all, but I think this is the only bill in this crazy environment that will pass. Never a good sign when you have Americans for Prosperity, far right think tank, egging this on. But again, we're about pragmatism and realism on this podcast and getting things done. Um, this is probably the only horse that will go across the finish. But enough from me. I can be found anywhere you find podcasts such as iTunes, Castbox, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and other platforms like it. Find me on Instagram at underscore I am Canvas Sativa and on Twitter at IC Sativa Pod. As always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are quite a few ways you could do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to https 
colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am canvas sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash IC sativa podcast. You can support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 and above tier if you are feeling extra generous. Additionally, if you wish to get in contact with us, you can leave a voice message on anchor and you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and i may just play it on a future episode you can also call and leave a voice message at 617-466-9389 and i may just play it on a future episode feel free to join the ever expanding i am canvas sativa podcast planet on discord we yes we've got a discord channel and that Discord channel can be found at https colon slash slash discord dot gg greg greg slash 65TG2NR. Again, that is HTTPS colon slash slash discord dot GG slash 65TG2NR. Feel free to check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp based products. You can check them out by the link HTTPS colon slash BIT dot LY slash 33FKRV9. And you can enter the following coupon codes for extra discounts, such as Dog Treat 20, Tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, 15% sign off CBD. And that applies to the entire store. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao.